0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Wherever you might be on the planet, you have landed at the same time at the same station. This is Henry and Friends live right around the globe. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Wherever you might be on this planet, you have landed on Henry and Friends live podcast. I'm your host, Henry Weinreich. If this is the first time you've actually joined us, Uh, We'd love to welcome you. You might be viewing us live on LinkedIn or YouTube or Facebook. And also, if you are the first time listening to us on our new platforms on Audible, which includes Spotify, Amazon Audible, um, Apple Podcasts, there's a lot to remember. We welcome you all um, as our network of friends and family and newcomers all start boosting up our algorithm. Thank you so much for your, um, you know, joining us. Otherwise, we have a wonderful group of marvellous audience, listeners and viewers that come on every week. We love you. Um, We adore your um, involvement in our show. So welcome aboard. We're almost celebrating a year. Just a reminder, we are a lifestyle podcast show. This is all about integrity invigorating, refreshing conversation and interactive dialogue. So please do put your comments down because if we don't get them through during the show, we always respond uh, to the show. One of my favourite things I'm doing on Henry and Friends live podcast, because we are a global show, is a time call. And I'm not going to resist today at one minute past the hour. We are one thirty-one pm on a Saturday afternoon Pacific time. That makes it 3.31pm p.m central time this is all america 4 31 p.m eastern that makes it 10 31 london time um greenwich mean time which makes it in tokyo sunday 6 31 a.m in the morning and right here in our studio at henry and friends live podcast we're exactly 8 32 a.m in the morning welcome This is the moment where I always invite um, all our listeners and viewers to pull up a sofa, make yourself comfortable, make sure that you've got lots of cushions around you, grab a coffee, grab a cup of tea or your beverage of choice, because um, and that's alcoholic, of course, if that's the right time and the right um, age group domicile, um, because we really do have quite an amazing show coming ahead. Now, today's topic is sex therapy. What is sex therapy? And what are the latest trends in sex therapy? And let's get honest, that often is a very, very taboo topic. But we have an extraordinary guest waiting for us in San Antonio, Texas, live. Ms. Callie Williamson, LCSW, which is Licensed Clinical Social Worker. We're going to do a bit of a countdown And when we're back in 10 seconds, I'm going to tell you a little bit about our guest before we bring her forward. You're watching Henry and Friends Live right around the world. Got to love that countdown, don't we? Um, Really interesting guest uh, this week, direct from San Antonio, Texas. We've had some extraordinary, extraordinary conversations Um, preparing for this show, and I have to tell you what an extraordinary, gentle, empathetic um, young lady we're going to be introducing to you in a moment, because you get a feeling for a person very, very quickly, and I think you're going to love meeting Callie and joining her in her shoes to talk about the latest trends in sex therapy. Um, As I said, Callie is actually a specialist in holistic therapy, and that means she's been involved in... um, a whole gamut of, of, of things, including depression, sex addiction, sex therapy, um, all those kind of branches. So it's very holistic, and she uses her knowledge and profession to interface with all those issues. So without any further ado, and I know you want to be hearing from Callie, um, I'm just going to do a little of our sliders, and in 32 seconds, exactly, Callie Williamson, LCS. W is going to be coming on screen and talking all things trends for sex therapy. Thank you for joining us, Henry and Friends Live, right around the globe. Without any further ado, we're going to welcome on board here from the green room, Callie Williamson. Good afternoon in San Antonio, Texas.
1: Hi, Henry. How are you?
0: I'm fantastic. I think more importantly, a little birdie sat on my shoulder and they said to me, it was actually your birthday celebration last night. How are you rolling up this morning? How are you doing this afternoon?
1: Well, I'm going to be real honest. You said it was 3.30 p.m. here, and it is. And this is the first thing I've done today. So just really trying to recover.
0: So what was your drink of choice, you know, right now?
1: Currently, it's black coffee. So (laughs) that's, that's what I'm working with today.
0: Oh, my God, I absolutely love it. Well, you know, we've given you a a really interesting um, drum roll because it is really, really fascinating. And I just want to ask you one thing uh, before we start. Obviously, this is not a um, patient-doctor-patient-therapist-patient relationship. This is obviously for viewing of listeners um, that are 18 over and up. If this is of any kind of triggering um, behaviour that this conversation creates, obviously... We advise that you seek the appropriate advice. The first question I have to ask you before we start anything is, is there anything off the table? Is there anything we can't discuss with you? Are there taboo topics for you that we can't actually discuss?
1: Well, I'm going to be real honest again. I have um, a list here for myself of things that I should not talk about because I have no boundaries, and I have to be reminded to have boundaries often. So... So I would say no.
0: So your list includes, so we can ask you anything, of course, with respect. That's very, very interesting. Um, I'm gonna ask you first and foremost, um, how did you get into, like, does somebody just wake up one morning and say, I'm gonna be a sex therapist?
1: I don't know if some people do. I certainly did not. Um, Oh, I love how you can see my tissues here for when I cry in session, um, now that I'm doing online therapy so i grew up in a very sex positive home so shout out to my mom um i remember having um a very like my first sexual experience was was a curious one it was at daycare and i was very young and um we got caught and the day the daycare called my mother and she just handled it so well you know she explained to me like why that wasn't okay, but I wasn't in trouble. And we always use the right names for body parts growing up. And so I think that's kind of where it started is having that sex positive environment. Um, But I will also say well into adulthood, I started listening to this podcast. It's actually, I think is linked here. um, That completely changed my life, completely changed the way I look at sex about relationships, about everything. Um, And I've always just been kind of that friend, the one that talks about whatever, so it just fell
0: into place. Can I make a true confession? Because I think we're you know we're being really honest here. We're adults. I'm going to be really really honest with you. My impression, I don't know if anybody else, and please comment um, on the comment box. Thanks for everybody for joining us from right around the globe. Um, and that is honestly, I thought sex therapy, and I'm not sure if everybody had the same opinion. You sort of go into a room. It's a little bit you know moody. You lie a person on a soda a sofa, not soda sofa, and you just start prodding at the sex bits. Am I accurate? No. (laughs) (laughs) Could you tell us what sex therapy actually is?
1: And that's hilarious that you say that because when people ask me what sex therapy is, that is how I start. Let me tell you what sex therapy isn't. Um, There are people in the treatment field who do things like that. Um, A licensed clinician is not one of those people. So I don't touch my clients um ever i mean i am even very careful about handshakes whatever things like that just really. because this is a completely different environment
0: so then the next topic uh, the next question i want to ask you is how did i know it was uh, masters and johnson started sex therapy we're talking about the for those people who just joined us the trends for sex therapy has there been a huge shift a change between how they started in 1960s and how we are today? Before we get into talking about what you do, um, what are the trends and what are the treatments? So, is there been a big shift?
1: So, they were pioneers, right? They were doing things that were completely out of the norm. And um, so, when you think of it that way, like it's pretty, it's pretty amazing. But, but yes, I think the biggest trend right now is just that we are talking about sex, that we're talking about our sexuality and that we see more of it in the media. And, um, you know, just having an open dialogue, I think is the biggest trend right now. People but, are- uh,
0: to- I, I have to ask you a question, so interrupting, but really in 2021, well, I was gonna say 2022, cause it feels like that already. Can I ask you, um, seriously, people are coming into your office lacking education, adults still?
1: Oh my gosh. Well, let me clarify. I live in Texas. So talk to
0: me, talk to me about your clients (laughs) without telling me that.
1: We're still teaching abstinence only in Texas in some places. So, yes, to answer your question, yes, people come in with horribly wrong information that they've gotten from. All kinds of sources. Um, so yes, I—I I unfortunately don't think that I will ever stop educating. I don't think that will ever be part of. I don't think that will end.
0: You don't think it will end. Don't so think then, that. <laughs> it's unbelievable. So can I ask you this? Because you said it was a, a, we are an open book. Um, do you usually like who looks after your sexual health? As far as from a therapist um, perspective, do you listen to yourself? Do you go to a therapist or a psychologist? How does actually that work? You know, I'm always interested and our audience is always interested about that.
1: How how um, healers heal themselves. So I can't do therapy on myself. That's not ethical. Um, I do have a therapist. Um, she's amazing. And I have the most loving, kind, caring, giving group of friends and family that anybody could ask for. And and what, luckily what that means is that people are able to call me out. So I have kind of built in therapists everywhere in my life.
0: But can, but- I, ask you this, can I ask you this question? You know, and it's always fascinating to me. We had uh, last weekend, Dr. David uh, Salvage, MD, um, FAPM. And we were talking actually about anxiety And so, you know, the same question has to go back to you. Do your clients make you hung up? You you know, does it import and export to you? Does that happen?
1: Like, does their anxiety make me anxious?
0: And also their sexual hangups and their stigma and all that stuff.
1: Okay, okay, sure. So as as a social worker, part of my education was to... Look within, identify all of my biases. So I had to learn how to do that, and luckily that that sticks right. So I have learned how to be self aware, how to be introspective, and when I'm like triggered or you know if I'm in a session that's that's uncomfortable, I have the opportunity to be like, hmm, what's really going on in there, um, and 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 keep it from affecting my relationship with the client.
0: Well, we have a very interesting comment coming up from Jeffrey Alban in New Jersey. And his question is, and it's a really brilliant one. Uh-huh. I haven't thought of it myself. Get this one right: cartoons playing behind Henry, reinforcing an early age education for sex therapy. La la How do you interpret somebody my age or adults that you know? I have a fantasy for you know superheroes and, and cartoons. It's my new set. Um, my, my Astro Boy has actually flown into my TV. He's very busy at the moment, making sure that there's equality in the world. Astro Boy is very busy at the moment. <laughs> Honestly, how do you do, you know, uh, Alvin, uh, Jeffrey wants to know, and so do I.
1: I think that, I mean, to answer his question, yes, absolutely. I mean, there's no age too early to start talking about consent. You know, there's no age too early to start talking about what your body parts are called. I mean, these are, these are sim- things that are simple that haven't been so simple. Yeah. So we're coming
0: to a minute um, um, of the uh, quarter hour. Um, we're going to be coming back, Kelly, in 30 seconds or less, uh, talking about next weekend. And also in part two of the show, we're going to actually be discussing um, what the trends are and also the treatment. So we're going to really get into the G spot of the topic coming <laughs> up. <laughs> I have to say it. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, what an extremely delightful young lady. I've had so much fun um, talking with um, Kelly this weekend. But as always, we like to pre-promote the next weekend show, and it is a Bobby, it's a beauty. Um, So what we're going to be doing is we've got another panel. We've started up our panel um, of people who are our regular um, guests, and it's called Panel 2022, and next weekend, we've just decided to make it really light. We're going to be talking about people like um, Paris Hilton in a wearing frock. We're going to be talking about Sarah Jessica Parker and her um, the clash between um, uh, Andy Cohen and his grey hair and, and, and grey hair shaming Sarah Jessica Parker, who she said had a big tweet saying it was misogynistic behaviour, which of course it is. We're going to be talking about Poland uh, in Europe, East Europe banning fireworks because it's not good for dogs. But shouldn't it be motivated because of environment? I'm just gonna give you a little little slice of it. We have Robert Pulaski, we're gonna have right around the globe, Robert Pulaski in Puerta Vallarta, Mexico. Uh, Across the other side, we're going to have in Miami, Florida, um, Hannah Shapiro. And in the center of the world, we're gonna be having Rubina Latif in London. Here's a little slice of what we can pop culture next week, cartoons are playing, it's all going to be happening. Uh, We're getting some really great little bit of feedback right around the globe uh, from London, South Africa, New York, New Jersey, um, Mexico. Uh, So welcome all of you if you've just tuned in. We're actually talking about the trends and the treatments currently for sex therapy and we're going to be bringing on the magnificent Callie Williamson for part two, uh, live and alive in San Antonio um texas um my next question really is i really want to get down to the nitty-gritty of okay that's the theory we know it came from you know the 1960s talking about sexual dysfunction um but one of the things i felt was really interesting um with your approach which is obviously extremely broad and liberal and that is actual inclusivity so how does that work for your clients what is your approach when a client walks through the door
1: So the most important thing is to um, pay attention and, and mirror my clients, you know, use the, use the pronouns that they prefer when they refer to things, a certain way, refer to them that same way. You know, when it's walking into a sex therapist appointment, when you are someone who's not white, cisgendered heterosexual is a completely different experience. And so it's important as the clinician that I'm, you know, reflecting that, um, openness in that non judgment. And, um, you know, if you think about looking through w- the world through that lens, maybe, you know, um, if you've watched any porn, I can't confirm or deny that I've watched any porn, but if I had, I might notice that most everything is always Caucasian, thin women. You know, every, everybody looks exactly the same and, you know, that's not conducive.
0: Can I ask you the question? Because it just like these questions are popping up as, as the switchboard goes crazy here. Um, do you sometimes have to have one of your clients identify with their own inclusivity, their own sexuality? Have you sort of like veered your client base into saying, well, actually, have you considered... Or does it come out, so to speak? Gay people are like it's already passé with gay people. Is so much fruit not not making any, casting any dispersions, But you know what I mean is, it's like I think there's a becoming a much more of a normalcy with regard to gay and bisexual. But what about all the different non-binary and polyamorous and amorous and you know um, mono monogamous uh, relationships? Do you actually bring that out of the closet for your clients?
1: So, I would I would have to say no, not necessarily. One of the biggest um one of the most important parts of therapy for me is letting the client choose their path, right? Starting where the client is and um this stuff is hard to talk about, you know, and um especially with a stranger. And so I Oftentimes we'll notice things here and there as we're talking, but I will never spring that on a client, like have you ever considered this? Or or maybe you're gay or anything like that, because that's just no, my way. yeah, yeah. That's not- people
0: reveal themselves. Do people reveal themselves during some of your sessions? Do they come in not necessarily identifying and through your sex um, therapy that you actually in counseling, you actually or this person arrived in one way and now they're arriving returning in quite a different way
1: sure sure and usually when we see that the, the client comes in for something completely different maybe it's a relationship with their mom or you know something at work or something that's going on and as we as we go on you know we find out that there are some other issues related to their sexuality related to their sexual orientation related to their sexual history that are that's impacting them currently and that's how it works it bleeds out into you know your whole life
0: so my uh, ask is is um this obviously, in, you know, in the sexual therapy, I mean, it's very different um, to the beginnings of the 1960s. There's been a lot of medication that's been thrown at uh, clients such as yourself, um, and that is, you know, we know in the late 90s Viagra came into the into the party, so to speak, and then in 2015 there is a product called um, Addi, um, which actually is for women who are premenopausal and actually help stimulate their sexual arousal. Is that something you advocate? How do you look at medication when you're a therapist and and where does that lie for you?
1: Well, I think first looking at even even you just said it now, like inclusivity, Viagra came out how long ago and how many other pills do we have just like it? And now you're talking about one medication that's come out since then, many years later. Um, I think that's, you know, important to consider um now i forgot what you asked me completely i'm so sorry i wanted to touch on that for sure tell me again what you're asking me
0: i know sometimes gets <laughs> in the way people have told me i asked three questions at the time
1: <laughs> what,
0: what i'm saying is what's your approach obviously you don't um uh you know prescribe medication so right. then you know what's what's medication in what at what point do you say to a client, "Look, medication needs to help you"? And how far do you feel, um, you know, consulting and being a therapist can balance out the need for medication? How does that work?
1: So I think that, um, well, it is my opinion that working as hard as you can in therapy. And, and solving as many of those problems as you can in therapy would be ideal before you, before you seek out medication. But what's really cool is what's happening is, you know, like you said before, people would just like, shut this behind the door, we're going to prescribe a medication and cross our fingers. Um, And now that this sex stuff is starting to come out and be more, more normalized, I think what we're seeing is more of a multidisciplinary approach, which is. I mean, that's ideal, right, for, for yeah. any treatment And yeah, that's
0: um, mentally more healthy.
1: Catch up to the sex world,
0: yeah. Can I ask you, and it's just um, an ad hoc question, but it, it comes into my mind, and I think a lot of our audience would also want to know, um, what has been some of the hardest cases you've had, What you know, when it comes to sex therapy? Um, is it dysfunction? Is it penile dysfunction? Is it women um, having issues orgasming? Is it intimacy? Um, and by the way, um, this is obviously not a doctor-patient relationship, you need to be 18 to be watching this. If this is triggering you, please seek advice um, in your appropriate city. But my question to you is, what seems to be, if there's such a thing, as a reoccurring issue? And let us remember that the regular heteronormative coupling of the past. Is gone. It can be same sex. It can be a group of three, four, whatever. But what seems to be coming your way, Kelly, seems to be like the the real pivotal, you know, issues.
1: So the most profound situations that I can, you know, as you're asking me this, I'm just kind of like going through my Rolodex. Um, there's a lot of sexual trauma, and um, that stays with you, you know, one, one sexual sexually assaultive incident can literally change the rest of your life, um, even if you do seek treatment. So I see a lot of people come in who, who can't, who, who really need help in that area. And it's, it's unfortunate. And also what I've, the most heartbreaking for me is families, families who have maybe a non-binary child or a child who has come out in any other kind of way, and they just can't, they can't accept it. They can't deal. They're not willing to be open-minded, and it is like, oh, so heartbreaking. It's
0: heartbreaking for you. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, I, I, you know, just on, um, I don't know. I was reading articles. I think it was in the Wall Street Journal as we're preparing for today, and there was almost uh, it intimated without blatantly saying it, uh, but actually, you know, we look at optimism in this in, in this uh, podcast talking about, you know, uh, the trends of sex therapy um, that we're looking to talk to you about. And what they intimated was the natural fact there's going to be so much more fluidity and fluidity requires mutual respect. Is that what you're finding? Do you think that we're sending out into this world, you know, a, a much more fluid, new generation that's going to teach our generation how to respect each other. Do you see it that way?
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, we can thank Gen Z for that. We can thank them for the body positivity. Um, They're just really coming out and, and doing some amazing things. And, you know, yes, absolutely. Like you said, these all of these concepts have just really kind of like taken this exponential turn into into the mainstream, which is which is amazing. You know, and and there seems to be, like you said, a much more accepting. Um, not even accept. I mean, yes, accepting, but like it's not a deal. You know, like
0: Treating people equally.
1: Right. Um, like, and, I had to say, like, I am an ally, and it's like when you say that now, it's like, well, I mean, okay. You know, like it's there. There
0: are right, and so it's people, a whole new mindset
1: exactly Without
0: without interrupting you um i do have questions we're going to go against some you know you go against rules and normative and and you embrace you know an open slather and i'm going to be honest with you we've got a few questions here that we need answering so what we're going to do is we actually have three more minutes uh until the show officially ends but those people who want to stay around for the sealed section where we actually um, ask Callie some questions, I'm going to give that actually Callie another five minutes. So per question, this is like speed for answers, right? Like speed dating, speed answers. What I'm going to do is within 60 60 seconds, I'm going to actually ask you to answer. We've got quite a lot of questions to go through. All of those people that want to stay with us, uh, you're actually on Henry and Friends Live, as I told you. It's an absolutely delightful show. And honestly, so many uh, sex stigmas, um, stereotypes, perhaps the movement towards fluidity, meaning that there's mutual respect. And as I've said, I'm opening the show by another three plus five is eight, eight minutes. Um, So do stay around because we've got some fantastic questions. And before we do, I think I'm just going to give it another little countdown because we're doing eight minutes in 10 seconds with your questions. Here we go. I mean, this is Ask Callie, okay? Ask Callie Williamson, LCSW. I'm just going to go through them now, if you don't mind, Callie. I
1: hope I'm um, watching.
0: So you are up to it. You've had your copy. You're up to it. Um, we're going to start with, and we've got one minute per person. So um, it's speed sex therapy, <laughs> okay? I love it. Um, I love this. So this is from Jeffrey Alvin who's one of our um, founding um, members of the audience. Can you, your guest comment? on the topic of online activity, contributing to desensitizing many people. I wonder if we have lost some of the natural sexual energy um, tethered by first encounters in persons from all the online content and exchanges. 60 seconds, your thoughts.
1: Um, Absolutely. Yes, absolutely we have. Um, and, And not only that, but we have an unrealistic view of what sex really looks like. Um, we have an unrealistic view of what, how we're supposed to behave when we have sex or what our partners are supposed to look like. And, you know, this, we hadn't talked about this yet, but this lends itself to, to sex addiction and relationship problems and, you know, disconnect in the bedroom and in other places.
0: So your treatment to respond to Jeffrey is literally bringing intimacy back and bringing, um, you know, and, and, and probably dealing with the trauma dealing with that trauma because so there's the ghosting thing, we had Dr. David Salvage on one of his other shows, and I'm going to put this, don't forget, um, in our description box below, if you need to, if you would like to contact uh, Kelly Williamson and find out more about her, content about the show. Um, Kelly's also provided us with fabulous links to different YouTube channels, for things that you might not have answered um, or we couldn't get to today. Um, but it's very interesting that it's um, all those issues really come head on into the online, thank you very much indeed, Mr. Albert. Uh, the next one is, um, from Mr. Robert Pulaski in Huerta Vallada. I've got that right, Mexico. Here you go, Kelly. Do you begin your consultations from the same reference and starting point? Very interesting. So, in other words, you know, when a client comes in, is it like interaction 101? How does it work?
1: Well, I can't tell you all my secrets. Um, I'm kidding. I, yes, every client, I, we talk about what brings you here. Um, Like I was saying earlier, we, I want to start where the client is and nine times out of 10, we end up somewhere else. But I I like to start with, why are you here? What are you hoping to get out of this? How do you see your problem? What is your problem according to you? Um, And then I
0: I love how you did Let Us Into Your Secrets because this is Henry and Friend's live podcast. This, <laughs> this is where we step into your shoes and you've been really open. I feel so much better about sex after talking to you. I, I don't feel there's so much stigma. Well, so yeah, you you know, <laughs> I, know, I know this is not a patient, um, uh, you know, uh, a patient doctor and, and therapist relationship, but feeling good. Uh, just a little comment here as we go through and we've got four minutes to go. And this is from um mona higgins saying callie you are amazing so um, i agree with that Uh, i've got some more comments as we go into four minutes before and that is um that's interesting again from robert he's 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 cooking it up he's cooking it up in mexico he wants to know what is considered a reasonable amount of health sex activity bloody good question
1: it is a good question. Unfortunately, like most therapy answers, there's not a straight one. Um, the answer is what you're comfortable with, what your partner is comfortable with, what feels healthy to you. Um, my mantra is do whatever you want. Just don't hurt anybody. Um, you know, if, if your level of sexual activity is, is hurting you in areas of your life, making your life otherwise unmanageable, then that's something that you want to look at. If you're, you know, not having enough sex and that's a problem for you, we might want to look at that, too. So uh,
0: Robert, Robert, while he's cooking uh, something, I don't know what's going on in there. In his it is laboratory in Mexico there. But he then he says, um, when is it too much as we've got um, three minutes to go for this uh, extended session?
1: So like I said, it's too much whenever your job is affected or if maybe you're starting to have some sexual problems. Like, for example, when you're if you're watching too much porn and jerking off too much and then you can't get off with your partner, that's a problem. You know, there that's a problem. a problem in your relationship. So, so that's, why, that's, well, why, <laughs> well,
0: that's why, you know, one of your main things that we've discussed over the show is mindfulness, knowing if you're sitting there jerking off in front of porn, excuse my um, Australian accent there, but obviously that's an issue. I have a, I'm a. going to jump over to Boston, um, Jackie Zook, Morning and Evening Guys. Um, Jackie is one of our avid audience and um, we adore her and she's been a real contributor to our show, so we'd like to welcome her. And now we go on to Newcastle in um, Sydney as well, in Australia. And this is from Donna and she says, I cannot help but think as I am watching today's music videos, male and female artists, of the over-sexualization of women, almost like pornography. What message does this send to male and female persons watching, if any? I think these images are not healthy. What is your opinion? It was a brilliant question.
1: This question is making my brain explode because I have like a three-hour answer. Um, how do I want to minimize it? I'm not sure. So I think that the message that we receive, so we, we live in a society where it's okay for us to take our 12 year old to see a war film, but we're going to shield their eyes when there's a sex scene on TV, which is a natural thing to do. So it's, we're just kind of I'm glad I didn't curse, we're live, and I almost cursed.
0: You know what, um, full table, but, you know, you're such a lady and your coffee's percolating you up, but I think that's interesting. I mean, from the other shows I think that we've had, and we had our panel 2022, which if you want to check all our YouTube videos are on and up on YouTube, and also all our shows are on Audible, which is obviously on Google and Spotify and um, Apple, as I said. But one of the things that... I source from and to respond to perhaps Donna's question is an actual fact um this season's um new york city fashion show literally it was nothing to do with whether it's female clothing or male clothing or women wearing you know um all transsexual um models and all that sort of stuff so just like we're seeing a new generation sprout up with regard to flexibility I think my response to that would be, and I, I don't know what your thoughts are on it, in actual fact, the, 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 the seeds are sown, the grass is starting to grow, and we just have to wait for the shoots to dominate the lawn. What do you think about that?
1: For sure. Absolutely. Um, and also to the same point of, you know, we have created an environment where sex is so taboo that whenever we over-sexualize women in particular, it gets, it gets uh, viewers it gets reviews, yeah. it gets money. It's a, it's, it's all been set up to to serve itself. So um, I can, cool. I can. Um, well, anyway, no, I'll, I'll stop. No, there.
0: no, no, no. But that, that, that's exactly right. And I think it's becoming the new norm. And you really emphasized to me when we had our pre-interview, and you said, Henry, you know, I champion inclusivity, and I believe that as we move out and as we mature as a, a generation and as society, yes. There's lots of stresses and pressures and things we'd rather not see. But if there's any hope for the new generation, it's there. The seeds are sown and you are a therapist that actually understands and relates to that. Uh, Interesting from New York City, Lillian Warnrath, who could possibly be related to me, my sister in New York, uh, an extraordinary architect which we're going to have on the show. You need to watch her. She's amazing. She says, tough topics that are so relevant these days. So we're talking about stigma um mona is back talking about the fact that robert's uh, on fire there in mexico which we know uh i'm just checking any more thing here and uh oh how interesting guess what we've had our first spam. you have to say you have to love it we have come of age our first spam, which is really interesting um shall i shall i shall i flesh it up sure why not Ladies and gentlemen, we've made it. <laughs> I'm not going to read it out because it will probably do something without algorithms. But you know what? It's interesting because that's the non-or that's the smutty side. That's the side that Donna was talking about. Um, I have to tell you, we're two minutes past even more. We're seven minutes past the hour. Um, I'm going to ask you to come back in a moment um, before we thank you profusely for your exceptional insights. We must have you back another time. But I ask... Every single one of our guests, this burning question, Callie Williamson, LCSW, in the hot seat, (laughs) poor thing, (laughs) look at you. When actually um, you come back in a few seconds, I'm going to ask you, what is the one piece of advice, whether it's sex therapy or how to live life, that you live by that you could share with us? We're going to be back in a few seconds. Ladies and gentlemen, it's just been the most fantastic show. We've been spammed for the first time. We've come of age, so to speak. Um, we've been talking about the you know, the trends in sex therapy. It's been really enlightening. I want to remind all of you that next weekend, we're going to be doing pop culture with our panel of experts. We're coming in from Robert Pulaski in um, Puerta Vallarta in Mexico, um, Rubina Latique in London, and um, Hannah uh, Lickman in Miami, and it's gonna be all about pop culture. Britney Spears, Paris Hilton, fireworks in Poland. It's all gonna happen. And here's just a little reminder Oh yes, <laughs> I'm sorry. I was dancing, and I I didn't realise it was finished. Kelly, um, we have to remind everybody if they'd like to connect with you. Um, you are also part of a group, isn't it, called Choosing Therapy, which is a big group out of uh, New York City. So your your accolades and your professionalism can all be found on that. But of course, don't forget that if you would like to email Kelly Marie Williamson at gmail.com. Over to you. What's the one thing that you could um, leave with us today about your recipe of life?
1: The most useful, I'm thinking as you're asking me that, right? Like, what have I, what has been the most useful? And really it is, it's okay to be afraid, but do it anyway. All of the best things in life that have ever happened to me, I've just been on the other side of fear. So
0: I love that. I love that. Um, and was uh, was this an experience that took you to a different level as far as your broadcasting experience?
1: Oh, yes, for sure. This was definitely one of those scary things for me.
0: <laughs> and um, was it scary?
1: It wasn't. It was great.
0: <laughs> I'm so glad. We want to thank you profusely for your, uh, the thing I got from talking to you and meeting you and now all our is, there's a genuineness, there's an integrity, there's a transparency. You're an absolute joy to work with. We look forward to inviting you back again. And now I think all of us can say the taboos and the stigmas about the trends of, um, you know, sex therapy. I think it's lightened our load, so to speak. Have (laughs) an amazing, amazing (laughs) evening, Kelly. I'll talk to you after off the show. Uh, Keep drinking coffee. We've got a few little bits to do. Uh, Thank you so much. This has been just the most wonderful show uh thank you all for joining us don't forget um all the podcasts are actually um on youtube they're on all audible Um, we really expanded um, our audience ship we're now doing up to ten thousand uh views on youtube if you go onto that if you press the subscribe button um it really helps with our algorithms wherever you might be on this planet i'm henry weinreich you've just been listening to the latest trends in sex therapy and i always use one thing and that was really impressed me as a kid as you can see i i still am a big kid and that is uh from casey Kasem, which was a top 40 dj uh in america when i was listening at the age of five and he used to say keep your feet on the ground keep reaching for the stars take care have a great week ahead
1: bye for now